Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer from Vancouver, Canada, with over two decades' experience serving individuals from all walks of life. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world in the field of art, music, activism, health, education, spirituality, and more to talk about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to A Voice for Love. This is Surya and I'm so very excited to welcome my guest today, Desiree Dawson. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about, well, okay, Desiree's an amazing singer and I want to tell, please tell everyone, where are you coming to us live from right now? Yeah. Okay. So first off, I want to say the rain just started and I live in an RV, so you might hear it quite loud. So let me know if it becomes too loud. <laughs> um, right now. Okay, great. Um, so I am currently on the unceded territories of the Squamish nation. Um, I've been, I live in an RV, like I said, so I've kind of been bopping around the lower mainland for a little bit. And um, now I am here and I'm at a campsite here, just kind of creating and soaking up the the sweet energy of the land. Oh, I love it. So what prompted you to go on this magical RV journey? Can you tell us a little bit about this? So I I guess, well, I mean, in general, when I first, I just moved into my RV in, in um, October. So I had this feeling like, okay, COVID hit. I was bouncing around subletting apartments. And then I was like, I need to like have something that's a bit more grounded, a bit more home. Like I need a real home and I, so I can create and heal and all these things. Um, and I just didn't feel like I wanted to be tied down to Vancouver um, for many different reasons, um, financial reasons. And also just like, it just didn't feel like the right energy. So I was like, my sister had lived in an RV in the summer and a, a good friend of mine also has been living in her RV for like, I don't know, four years now. So I've seen people do it, but I didn't know anything about it um and so I was like maybe I should do that like my sister had a lovely time when her and her partner went so I was like maybe I'll do that so then anyways within like a month I like decided I wanted to live in an RV like found one and moved into it (laughs) and since then I've just been kind of like bopping around I went to the island I was staying in Nanaimo um and I've just been kind of staying around Vancouver and now I'm in Squamish Oh my gosh, so fun. <laughs> RV life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. And I love that you said, um, I don't know what just popped out about, you said like you needed a place to create and heal. And I love that because I was having a few back and forth like messages with some girlfriends this morning when we were all talking about how, you know, we're all feeling pretty good right now. And it's because we have done the work and committed to our own self-healing. And I'd love for you to share anything about that you feel comfortable with, because I think it's such an important thing that, you know, some of us understand what that means, but I think maybe a lot of people don't understand what that means. So I'd love for you to share anything that you feel comfortable with about that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm all about self-healing and for anyone who already follows me, like this is no, no surprise to you. Like I talk about it all the time in so many different forms and I feel that when I started focusing on my self-healing, it has not been an easy journey. It's not the easiest work all the time, but it's been so rewarding in the sense that I've gotten closer to myself, which is therefore shown up in my like career and in my creativity and in my friendships and just kind of deepening my connection with, with myself, but those around me as well. And I feel that we are in such a time that like the whole planet needs a lot of healing. Every single being needs a lot of healing. And so it, it's kind of like self-healing isn't just about the individualistic aspect. Of course, it's so good to just go inwards and focus on ourselves. But for me, it's like the biggest gift we could give to others is like doing our own work and taking care of ourselves because we cannot hold space for others if we can't even hold space for ourselves. And that's something that's like, I speak it as truth because it's been such truth for me. Um, so yeah, I just feel like my journey again, that we can get into maybe more later, but it's like, it's been messy. It's been really challenging. It's been so beautiful. It's been like magical and all the things. And, and, and it's just helping me feel more connected to, to everything. So yeah. 
Yeah, I relate to that so much. I mean, I feel like my whole life has been dedicated to self-healing. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> to the point, but it's sort of necessary because I know that we are similar in that, you know, we're both highly empathic and highly sensitive. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a blessing, but it's also can be a lot because we may, you know, pick up on more energy than other people do, or we may feel more things deeply than other people do. So um, I think it's great that you're off there and, you know, having, having an adventure. So, um, Tell us a little bit about like how how did it feel like making this leap? Was it like an easy thing to do, or was it like a back and forth, or like how, how did it how, how did that all play out? So it was quite a back and forth. Ultimately, like I knew I wanted to try this. I was, and I kept telling myself, even if you just do it for a few months, and then you sell it and you get an apartment, you know, like. But just it's it was like a calling, and I knew I needed to do it. So, um, I I felt like there were periods where I was so sure, and then there'd be moments where like a little bump in the road would happen, and I and I would see a certain side of it where I'd be like, oh no no, I'm not ready for that. Like I, I don't think I can do this. And then then something else would open up, and I'd be like, oh okay, like I got the loan, and then like okay, like. Then I, I was, so my first time test driving, I'd never driven a, a, even a big truck before. And I'm in a 27 foot motor home. Like, you know, so I'd never driven a truck. I'd never driven a motor home. And I went to test drive one and I accidentally, like this person on Craigslist, let me test drive it. And I was like, I've never driven this before. And his was 33 feet. So it was so much bigger than mine. And I ended up smashing the back window out. And I was like, and at first I was like, is this a sign that I shouldn't get this? Like, should I not be getting a motor home? And then I was like, no, this is a sign that things are going to get hard sometimes. But like, I, I still feel that it needs to happen. So things like that kept happening. And then eventually it just happened. Like, and with support from people I love who are like, Des, I've never seen you light up the way you do when you talk about moving into a motor home. Like, I, I, we, you got to make this happen, you know? Like, and so it was really nice to have a community around me too of when I was falling into the doubt pit that they were like, okay, fair, you know, you don't have to do this, but like, let me show you all the reasons why I think you should. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh yeah, thanks for reminding me. Like, so it was, it was a total journey, but I'm so glad that I'm here. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here too. I just love watching your, your, I, I love watching your journey and seeing your posts. And sometimes you'll post like, oh, this is my view today. And you're in the most beautiful um, space in nature. So how has it been for your creative process? It's been so amazing for my creative process. Like waking up, things are just so much more simple. And I've, I've been getting way better on boundaries when it comes to work and stuff. And, and sometimes like this lifestyle forces me to be better on boundaries because for instance, I went to stay somewhere where I thought I was going to be able to work and I was ended off, ended up being off grid with no service, no power, no water. Like, you know, and I was just self-contained in my little RV for four days. And I was like, okay, so sometimes this lifestyle is like, Hey girl, uh, we're not, you're not working today. Like you're not answering emails. You're not doing any of that. And I appreciate that because sometimes I really do need that, like, that kind of like force of boundaries to happen. And, and, and then when I just spend time in here, like literally right now, I'm just looking at the trees and it's raining and there's so many birds around me and I love them. And I'm just like, it makes me want to create. And it makes me want to like be a part of this like beautiful nature that I'm witnessing. Like we all are part of it. So um, yeah, so I, I love it. It inspires me a lot. Well, we are, we are absolutely a part of nature and you and I both yeah. know that, but we also know that there are many humans on this planet who live in a complete disconnect from nature. Yeah. You know, they live in the middle of an urban center, you know, maybe the closest they can get to nature is like a little park. And so, yeah, I, I think about that often. I think about how lucky we are, even me, like living in Vancouver, it's the city yet, as you know, Vancouver has access to, you know, beaches and forests and yes. mountains and like every kind of nature that you can imagine just within a short, you know, within a short distance. So we're very, totally. and where you live too, I feel like you're a bit like out of the core and you're, you yeah. kind of have more trees and like, it's a little bit kind of, you can breathe a bit different <laughs> where you are, which oh. is really nice. It also made me think too, like a thing that I encourage people that I like about my journey with the RV life is that I'm a city gal. Like I grew up in the city. I grew up in like, I didn't grow up going camping all the time. Like I'm, I, in fact, probably before this, you wouldn't catch me camping because I don't really like it that much. Like I, I, I love it. And at the same time, like I, I like my comforts, you know? So it was just, it's also it, like cool for me to be like, I did this and this wasn't something that has been like in my nature all the time. It's something that I'm like actually opening myself up to more and more. And I've been the person, you know, in the urban core who's just been kind of stuck in that energy and not even feeling able to go out to the parks or to the forests and stuff. So it's like, it's just a nice reminder that 
you know, we all can access it in different ways. Not everyone can do it exactly like I am, but we all can kind of like pull ourselves from the energy of getting stuck in the cities and still tap into the parks and the trees and the beach and the, what you were talking about. Yeah. And I love what you said too, about how, you know, it maybe wasn't something that came totally naturally to you, but you were still willing to do it anyway. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important because I think sometimes we, you know, and I think this is some of the programming from some of the spiritual world too. Like if something's easy, it's meant to be. And if something's hard, that it's not meant to be. And I'm always like, no, that's not true. Like anything that's really profound often has its shares of like highs and lows. And it sounds like even mm-hmm. you're getting an RV, it wasn't like, boom, like the magic RV just showed up and there you went. Like, no, there were all these sort of obstacles that came up. So yes. it's important to learn how to adapt, you know, and how to try things that we maybe wouldn't do normally because there's... Yeah there for us totally that also made me think of um like when it comes to you know thinking about manifesting things like when we manifest stuff yes we put out our intention we like sit with that we feel in our heart and then we have to take action we have to like make the calls and we have to like you know like I had to like go on Craigslist and find the RV person and and it it, it didn't just completely come to me with no effort you know but but like and I, I think that's something too that sometimes can be um like misconstrued about manifestation sometimes you do just like say it and then it falls in your lap but other times you do have to like go through the like all the other things to get to like really get that um so yeah yeah I don't know what you're touching on right now but my ear is ringing like huh? like, like you know like the angels are like when my ear rings like this it means the the the, the angels or something are trying to get a message through so I think they're saying like yes and yeah no I talk about this a lot because I think there's so many um, misconceptions about manifestation and especially people on the internet making it look like oh my life is just so easy and it, it just happened for me like this because I just snapped my fingers and there it is and it's like no it's mm. never like that and, and we know that and it's funny I've experienced that too. Like some things literally, you know, you, you think about it or you wish for it and poof, like it's like magic at your doorstep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like literally, right. Like we we both had this happen. And then other times it feels like with some of the bigger things, you know, it really can be like a labor of love. I think about that expression a lot because it's like, you know, when you labor and you give birth, it's not an easy, you know, for, for most people, it's definitely not the easiest thing. It's a very long drawn out process. And then at the end you get this beautiful gift, which is the, you know, the child that you're birthing. totally yeah I feel that and and I do think like there's something about which I'm still trying to kind of get clear on but like I agree that not everything that's meant for you is going to be easy but there is a certain amount of ease like there's a certain I don't even know if it's if it's ease but there's a feeling that happens when you are on the right path you know like so even though as I'm calling people from Craigslist like yes it took a lot of effort to like weed people out and to decide and to have to decide wait is that the one or is that the one and like you know, talking to the bank, trying to get a loan, like all these things that wasn't easy, but there was a certain like energy that was different than when I'm doing something that's totally not for me. You know, like there, mm-hmm. there's still like almost an ease of a flow while I'm working. So it's like, a, maybe I'm working like with the flow instead of against it or something. I, I'm not sure. Maybe you have more insight on that, but it's well, interesting. Actually, I would love to talk about this more because like, as you know, I, you know, I do intuitive work and then now mm-hmm. I'm like mentoring other people. And a lot of my clients, actually, the reason that they want to do work is because they want to know how to tap into their intuition more. And it is this real like dance. It's this back and forth, right? It's like really, and it's different for everyone. And that's where like the, no- the knowledge of self comes in, right? Because the way that you receive guidance is going to be different than the way I receive guidance. Right. And, like every single one of us has our own sort of, way and it is this sort of trial and error thing you know I was saying this to like one of my students recently because she shared some stories with me of like oh I knew I was supposed to do this and I knew I was supposed to do this too and you know she chose not to listen or to ignore the guidance and then you know it played out and I said to her luckily in both the situations that she described to me I said those aren't really a big deal like it doesn't really matter it's just those are there for your learning right so now you can remember next time like what was that how did it feel for you was it the feeling so I love that you just like created that distinction there between like you know there's still it, it, it really comes down to a feeling doesn't it totally and and I in the yeah so it and then it comes back to like through the healing and why I feel it's so important to be doing this self-healing and be on that journey is because you get to know your your feelings a lot more like and it's not just like that one's good and that one's bad but you realize that your feelings are intricate and they have different they have their their whole own way of communicating with you um, and that a lot of times we, we spend a lot of our lives not even knowing them, not hearing them, not even, yeah, not even really distinguishing them. And so I think it's like really special when we do get more in tune with ourselves because then we can be like, oh, 
that was that feeling that is this very specific feeling. And, and only I know this because it's different for every person, you know, when it comes up. So it, it's pretty cool. We have our own little like map and compass and, and we, but we have to take time to get to know it in order to like use it efficiently. <laughs> Yes, I love that. Yeah, and that really is a big part of the self-healing. And like, as we know, like the, the structures and the systems of our world have kind of taught us and educated us in a way so that, you know, they haven't educated us, the systems of our world, how to listen to our intuition. They've taught us how to like look at things logically and memorize things and gather data. And that, that's all useful. I'm not saying, of course, like they all work together. But, mm-hmm. you know, in, most of us haven't been actively taught how to follow our intuition. And yet mm-hmm. it is this, you know, it is this sort of sixth sense that each and every one of us has about things. It's just like a feeling that is often, you know, the answer to our prayers. It's the answer to, you know, what we should or, you know, is the best thing for us to do next and yet it's so jumbled up because we were talking a little bit about this because you know we'll have a feeling about something and then the mind jumps in and the mind's like oh you don't want to do that or you know what's in the fear right yeah and it, it makes me think too that this is a message I've been getting for the past like month or so is like very clearly it is time Desiree for you to be leading with your heart and your mind takes orders from your heart because I've spent so much of my life that my heart was taking orders from my mind and my mind is full of all kinds, some very beautiful things and also some programs that are so old and so not healthy for me. And I don't want to be taking orders from them anymore. And so it reminds me of this too, is like taking the orders from the heart and then like saying, okay, mind now, you know, like you're the one who's going to be, I'm going to, you're going to listen to me now. Um, and it's a really interesting transition and it's, it can be a bit challenging, but it's just so much, it feels better when I know that I'm listening to the heart instead of the mind. <laughs> oh, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing because I think, and then like, thank you for being so candid because I, I've also been trying to be more clear with people because Um, you know, people naturally see me and they think like, I've actually had people say to me like, oh, you never get upset about anything or like, oh, you must have no problems. And I'm laughing and I'm like, little do you know, like inside my own head, I've like been tortured for most of my life, but I come off with the, you know, my, my personality, which is not a lie either. That's who I am, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of us are like this, a lot of sensitive people, a lot of artists. That's why we see, you know, so many artists who, comedians as well, right? Like we think they're the funniest person on earth and then they end up committing suicide because they're actually so tormented. So I love that you're like, I love that. That is such a beautiful guidance. And I think it's a, you know, it's a guidance for everyone right now because we we need to come from the heart because the heart is actually, I'm sure you know this, but like the field of the heart is actually bigger than the mind. Like people talk about mind power and yes, you know, using the power of the mind is of course very potent. And yes, we should all be monitoring our, our thoughts, you know, to the best of our ability. And the field of the heart is actually bigger. So when we create from the heart, when we come from the heart, actually we can have more impact and more, there's actually more power there, like literally from a scientific level even. Totally, yeah. I, and I love that. I love when I read more and more about that because it, cause I feel it and it's like, oh yeah, that adds up. <laughs> like that totally is what it feels like. Um, and yeah, I, I'm glad that you're, you're in, this, in this boat too because I, I, oh, it feels uh, like... Um, it feels like a beautiful boat to be in though. The one of like even acknowledging like, okay, my mind is like, is the one that kind of takes over and tells me all kinds of intense things. And I have to like really be like, okay, time out. Let's, and that's where of course meditation has been coming into play. And I loved what you were, we were talking about before the call too, was like different grounding practices, which I think are like crucial and that I need to remind myself because sometimes I'll forget to ground or I'll forget to meditate and I'm like spinning out in this world in my head and I'm like Tez come back like you know come back to the heart like what is the heart saying (laughs) yeah thank you for saying that because let's just like be real here like everybody should be grounding and I don't should all over people a lot, but this is one thing I'm going to should all over people for. Like, especially if you're a, you know, a, a spiritual person, it probably means I see this all the time in my work. Like most people who are spiritually inclined are very open in the upper centers, like the upper chakras. And then the lower centers are like that we need to get down and connect into the earth. And we live on the earth, you know, and the earth has so much wisdom for us and the earth is hurting right now too. So when we connect to the earth, we're actually giving her a power source as well too you know we're connecting with her energy and she also gets to feel our love and then you know literally connecting with the earth is what gets us out of our heads because Mm -hmm. when we ground into the earth because it's true like the head will just spin us out into like it happens to me all the time too and that but this is where the awareness comes in because I'll watch you know if I'm spinning out one day 
And I will literally just say to my mind or like my ego, I'm like, okay, ego, I see you. <laughs> I thank you for your input, but I'm not going to listen to you today. <laughs> not yeah. today, but, but thank you. Like I acknowledge it because I understand, you know, the ego and the mind, they have a purpose. You know, they're providing contrast because this mm-hmm. you live in a world of contrast. And it's so interesting when you were talking, the word that like spirit was saying, and I think it's a word right now for you is courage. Because when mm-hmm. you talked about living in the heart, I just felt this, like I saw like a lion, like standing on a cliff, like, you know how a lion stands? like so proud and it's like we have to be courageous right now and live from the heart and speak from the heart because you know some of the things that are going on in the world right now are coming from people who do not live in the heart like whatsoever and the power of love can overcome all of it I believe and that means each and every one of us who's being guided to live from the heart right now has to be willing to rise up and and it is it's courageous it's an yeah. act of you know it's an act of resistance you know I was saying to you truly right <laughs> yeah yeah it really really is I feel that and that's that word courage has been coming up for me a lot so I it's nice to hear it again (laughs) affirmed yeah yeah that's not me that was like that was like spirit telling me so that's whatever that is needs to be like confirmed and affirmed for you I'm glad that uh but I I don't feel like it's for I feel like it's for you and I also feel like it's for some other people who may be many yeah I think many of us are I see a lot of people are kind of like on the fence. And I've been thinking about this, even this whole thing about on the fence. I made a video the other day where I just, I felt like it was a rant, but for me, somebody was like, that was the nicest rant I've ever seen. I'm like, okay, cause I'm good at being diplomatic. But like at one point at the end, I said, you know, I don't even want there to be a fence. I'm like, why does there have to be a fence? Why does it have to be like, because this is again, the dualistic thinking. It's like, you're either, you know, you're with us or you're against us. You're on this side right. or that side. Like this to me is like what we just need to do away with period. Like mm-hmm. let's get rid of the fence. And it doesn't yeah. mean that everyone can't have their own beliefs and ideas and thoughts about things like we're meant to is the way I see it but it doesn't need to be this great divide you know yeah and I I do think some with certain things like the fence if the fence was gone I think a lot of us would realize that we were not on a side that we were kind of floating in between and that's where nuance comes in which is really hard to have when there's a fence and like I again I'm I'm sure there are certain things where it's kind of nice to like keep someone out for safety reasons but I just think that there's a lot of times where I'm like, if there wasn't a fence, I think I'd be a lot more open with like my fluid beliefs and my, and my, or even my like questions and my, and my curiosity, you know, but, but because there's a fence, I'm like, well, I guess I'll take this side because this one feels better than that one. And it's like, I don't like that anymore. I, I really want to like leave more space for curiosity and um, yeah. And, and fluidity. <laughs> oh, curious, like curiosity, curious is such a great word. I love that <laughs> word. When you're saying about something, it's like, oh, curious, you know, it's a very, yeah. very light kind of word and it allows you to explore, right? Because this is yes. where, but again, it's, again, it's like, it's, it's a lot of our systemic programming that has brought in the whole fence concept, right? Because we've had these things drilled into us. This is how you do something. You don't do it this way. If you do something this way, you're a good person. If you do it this way, you're a bad person. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, and I think it's like so obvious or it should be hopefully to everyone at this point that like, obviously humans are all different from, you know, the way we look to what we believe to our, you know, sexual preferences to like everything, like we're Mm -hmm. all different and, you know, we need to accept one another. It's so simple and, and not, and not, you know, quit the judgment and, you know, break out of these boxes. And I feel like there's so many, I don't know, I just think there's so many beautiful opportunities and people who are, who are living examples of what it means to be fluid and to break out of all of these, you know, ideas that we have about things that probably aren't even true. Totally. And it makes me think too, like there's not, like, I want to see a lot more spaces where curiosity is welcome. And, and I think like, this also goes back to why I'm so passionate about healing self because I think like when we ha- when we have looked at our own traumas, everyone's traumatized to some extent. If someone tries to tell me that they have zero trauma, I'm so sorry, I do not believe you. Like we live on a traumatized planet right now. So like, but the thing is too is, and I see, and this is as I'm saying, this, I'm I'm thinking of a story where I was the one being triggered, and I didn't leave space for someone else to be curious. And I do it often because sometimes I'm way too. Tr- triggered about certain things and um and that's okay because that's part of my healing and and sometimes I don't also don't have to maybe listen to someone talk about something that doesn't feel right to me that's I'm not saying I have to do that but I also see that there are times where I could have allowed someone's curiosity to be in the space um in a way that didn't 
set me like on, on high alarm, but it also shows me where a lot of my, like my healing still needs to be done. And, and where the war, and every time I think about my healing, I see it as a global, like the global healing that needs to be done. And when I see it on the global scale, I see it how, like what we were talking about earlier too, of like the, what is being done to the earth, you know, even extraction and all this stuff. that's just like so harsh and so non-consensual. Like that is what we see within each other too. And when we, when we can't acknowledge it in ourselves and in our systems, of course we're not going to acknowledge it when it's happening like to other people. And when, it, cause we can't even acknowledge when it's happening to us because it's so scary. So I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but basically I just like really feel passionate about healing for reasons like this. Like I want to be in spaces where someone says something to me and, and especially if their intention is like loving and kind that I can say like, huh, yeah, this is my opinion on it. Or like, you know, just allow, allow curiosity. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yes. Well, Amber, it sort of reminds me of, I'm sure like you've seen this meme. I've seen it so many times and I think it's great. It's like, okay, what does it say? Like uh, 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 an unhealed person will find offense in pretty much anything. And a healed person knows that it has absolutely nothing to do with them. And it's all about the other person. Now that's extreme because I don't want to say anyone is completely unhealed or healed, but there is a lot of truth to that. And I, and I hear what you're saying. And again, it's a balance and it's a nuance, right? Like I love this word, you know, there are times when, you know, we might have to set a boundary and say, Hey, I can't talk about this right now. And that's self-awareness. That is our self-awareness saying, Hey, look, I'm not healed enough around this right now to talk about it. And then sometimes there may be an invitation to listen to somebody who, who believes something completely opposite. And maybe it is in that allowance of their curiosity or allowance of their exploration that that actually may open something for them that they may not have considered before or that they don't understand. So that's why I think self-healing is powerful. Cause I know for me, the more that I've like, I've like de-triggered around so many things. Of course I still get triggered, but like nothing like I, nothing, right? nothing like I used to. And I see that the, the less triggers that I have, the more it actually allows for me to connect with people and reach them too, because I'm not triggered. I'm just sort of neutral. I'm like, okay. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I'm not acknowledging whatever traumas I've been through or, or whatever. It's, it's just different. It's like when the, when the self-healing is so important, I am so, yeah. <laughs> I am so with you. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because it really is like, if everyone, I say this all the time, like if everyone would just take responsibility for themselves, which is actually the only thing we can. And of course, as humans, we think that we can, you know, take responsibility for everyone around us and, you know, control what they do or have a say in what they do. And we think it comes from a good place. I mean, I still do it all the time. And then I catch myself, I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, let that person have their journey. Like, Mm because we don't know what somebody else's journey is. You know, we we don't know. And sometimes we can... um, like even interfere with their process if we try to, right? If we try to. So that's why it's like just bringing it back to the, bringing it back to the self. Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes it can be seen as selfish. And I'm like, I I don't believe that. I think that bring it back to the self is like the most, like I already said, a gift for everyone around. And it made me think too, I just actually heard these song lyrics to a song I started a while, like a long time ago. And um, it goes, I'm just going to sing a little bit for you, but it's about following our triggers to like where we need to kind of heal. Um, and it was, um, <clears throat> my eyes are still wet, but my appetite's back. So surely that means I'm on track and grief has came and told me not to fight back. So surely that means I'm on track. Thank God for the triggers that helped me to crack. I guess that this means I'm on track. And so it was just about like allowing grief, allowing the triggers to be there because, and then following them like, like, like very sweetly and gently and like just allowing them. And I think it just reminded me that because of triggers, like as much as I, I heal from them, but they also like, they let me see where I need to be healed and where I'm going with in my healing journey. And again, usually if I'm healing it, a lot of other people are healing that similar trigger, you know, and it's because it's an issue globally that I want to be a part of the, the shift and the change. So, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for, please record this song. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I want, this is like my new favorite song. I'm like, nailed it. I wish people could see, I'm like clapping. I'm like, yes, because we need to start talking about all of this. And like, I remember like when I was younger, And then when I first started seeing and or hearing and or connecting with people talking about how they really felt and the struggles that they went through, because I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this before I understood. And especially when we're younger, I think we think that we are the only 
people that are the only ones who struggle with the feelings that we have, whether it's self-doubt or even worse than that, or like struggle with mental illness or whatever it is that we're struggling with. And we think that we're the only one because again, in the, in the conventional system, we don't acknowledge these things. We go to school and we learn all these things, but we don't learn about like how to deal with our feelings and how to manage our triggers and how to like, we're not taught that type of, unless we go to some kind of an awesome, you know, there's more people now that are starting like educational schools and stuff who are aware of this and understand the importance of like emotional connection. But like, we weren't taught these things. Right. So then I remember like, as soon as I started understanding that, Hey, wait a second, I'm not the only one. Cause that's the ego, right? The ego wants us to think that we are the only one who's suffering and has these feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think we actually talk about this and be a little bit of be like more transparent about what we all go through. I think like it's really healing for me, even just to hear about other people. That's why I'm so grateful to be able to do the work I do because I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, I'm so grateful that people feel safe to share things with me. And then in their sharing, it always reminds me like, this is part of us in our humanness, right? This is right. what being a human is. It's like, we're inherently sort of flawed and we all have these things that we're working on. And the potential is always there to transform or transcend or to bring, you know, bring, make something beautiful out of something that was, you know, very tragic, right? Totally. Yeah, I, I love that. I feel you. And I, it also made me think about recently, I, um, I was having a few like strings of really intense days where I was just feeling really, really low. And I posted in my Instagram story and I was just like, look, I'm having a hard day. Like someone send me joyful things. Cause a friend had called me um, a few days before and he was having such a good day. Like I could feel his like beaming energy. And I was having a really low day. I just come out of like some extreme therapy and it was like, it was just too much. So anyways, he's telling you his beautiful day and it's like bringing me so much joy, even though I was still acknowledging I was not having a good day and I was like really in a, in a, in a heavy place. But I had this moment, I was like, wow, I'm able to hold his joy and my and my, like the depths of my, my grieving and my, my heavy heart. And I know sometimes it's hard to do that when we're in a different place, but basically it made me realize I love hearing when people are joyful when I'm not. And I want a space where like, I can go and like, look at other people being joyful when I'm not, because it reminds me that I can be. And it also reminds me that that person who's now showing me their joy a few weeks ago was, was in the dark. Like they were not okay. And I, and I, and it's, it's just like a nice reminder so I went on my story and I said, someone like send me some like happy things, please. Like, I just, I would love to see what you're up to. And I had like strangers and people who I know sending me like pictures of their dogs. Someone sent me this, like um, in front of their house, there was like a little uh, bucket that had tadpoles in it that she had just discovered that morning. There was like sunsets and voice notes. And it was just like, it made me, I'm actually like going to eventually start this thing where we focus on joy and like a, a, basically a place where people can send in their joyful moments. So when we're going through hard times, we can, we can look at them. Um, but another side of that too, is that I find that expressing joy in such deep times of like sorrow and suffering, like we're in right now can sometimes be hard because it can, it can also rub people the wrong way. And then that comes off as like, Oh, you're so privileged that you can be joyful. And yes, it's a privilege. And I'm, and, but I think we should all be like celebrating when we are joyful and not downplaying our joy because we don't want to be seeming like we're, we're too happy for the times, you know, like, yes, it's a heavy time to be alive and we all deserve to find joy because joy is medicine. And like, we all deserve to feel connected by that too. So, um, anyways, I just went off. I can't remember even what led me here, but (laughs) here we are. No, it's perfect though. But I mean, I think about this all the time. I mean, some of the cultures of people, and I'm sure you've seen this. I I, I remember being really um, touched by this in my travels when I would go to countries where, you know, people would have very little or next to nothing. Yet I noticed the people were very happy. And I was like, well, this is, there was something about them like spiritually and just like, they seem fine because they're just living their life, you know? And you know, and a lot of cultural groups of people who have been through the most amount of stuff are also the most joyful as well. And that's where this amazing humor comes from. And because human beings have always found ways to keep going, that's the perseverance, right? Throughout this, you know, despite what's happening, because, you know, when life is happening, we have choices, right? We can either, and, and again, some days we have to honor our like, hey, I'm in the shithole today and I'm just going to feel crappy today and I'm going to let myself process this. And then, you know, another day may come and maybe our circumstances haven't changed yet we can still feel immense joy and gratitude just for what it is that we do have and just even to be alive. 
Exactly. Yeah. I do see so much power in that. And that was one thing too, is this in the space I'm going to be creating is like, it's an emphasis on the joy space is not because you shouldn't be sad or because you shouldn't be in that heavier energy. Like the joy space is just so it's there for you if you need it. And, and it's, it's, you can be there if you are in the heavier energy, you can be there if you're in a joyful energy, but like, it's to kind of welcome it all because sometimes it feels like I know personally, I don't want someone to force me to be joyful when I'm not like, I want someone to honor me where I'm at, but I love this idea that like we can have a space where everyone's in different places but that we all, we know that everyone's being honored here. Like wherever you're at, you don't got to change. You can be crying while someone else is laughing and that's like totally fine. And it's, it's not just fine. It's, it's beautiful and it's human and it's necessary. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so necessary. And I've been saying like the last year, I'm like, literally thank God for all the funny people because the funny people that I follow online are like saving me. Like I can be getting caught up in like what's going on in the world and then I'll go online and I'll just, I'll start laughing at stupid jokes. And I'm so grateful. I'm like everyone who can stay funny and stay joking throughout everything. Like I think they're doing a huge a huge service. And also like, if we look at what the, ma- the, the mainstream media does, what do they do? They don't spread joy. They spread fear, right? They're like, you know, and I talk about this all the time. I think it's so irresponsible because, okay, yes, let's talk about what is, let's cover events, but come on, let's do it with a little bit of, you know, there's, there, there's so much fear there and so much, um, you know, it's not about joy. So I'm totally, I can't, for, I can't wait for you to do what you do. It reminds me of, I don't know if you follow Upworthy. No, that's a, they're, uh, you check them out. They're on um, okay. Instagram, but they're like that. They share all of these beautiful stories every day of like humans helping other humans, like just, just great stories, you know, like, you know, yeah. there's like one story the other day of like a man who sold his house to a single mom because um, I guess when he first moved from, I don't know if he was, I can't remember if he was from Africa or the Caribbean or something. Somebody gave him a break when he brought, bought his first car. They gave it to him for like, you know, because they knew he didn't have money and he needed a car and he never forgot that. So he, you know, fast forward to years later, he bought, I think a number of houses. He sold one house and he gave the house at, he sold the house at below market value to a single, single mother and her children because he never forgot what it was like. Mm. And because somebody had given him a break, like this is just one example of like, and it's all these stories that will like warn your heart of like humans doing good things for other humans and we need to be reminded of this because we are constantly reminded at least in the mainstream of you know it's all of this fear and all of these bad things that are happening which put people into more fear and then we have to remind one another like hey we're having fun out here actually and like yes and even we're still laughing we're still smiling we're still and maybe not every day because that's just again we're humans so but yeah uh, yeah, but even things as small as like I'm still eating a meal that makes my stomach feel happy. I'm still sleeping in a bed that I think is really cozy. And like, sometimes those are the two things that I can feel happy about in my day and everything else feels dreary. But like, I agree. I think that there's such a like intensity, like how to get the real news across. Yes. Some of the things that are happening are terrifying. Some of the things that we're going through are painful. And like I said, suffering is everywhere, but how do we also present it in a way that, and this is how we're going to feel connected to our hearts as we move through it, you know, like not just the fear. And it makes me think too about a time where uh, someone really dear to me was in the hospital um, for mental health reasons. And every time I went there, the news was on the TV and it was blaring and it was terrifying. And I'm picturing like my person, I'm like, okay, he must be feeling terrible, maybe not even noticing. But, and then he did tell me, he's like, it's just scary. Like the news is happening. And like, and he's, and he's reflecting on that while he's trying to process his own mental health. And I was like, it should literally be illegal for them to be like, please put on something like joyful, put on something at least funny. And also I love what you're saying about comedy. Like it's been saving me. And I, and I really love TikTok. TikTok has been like my place. I haven't really been scrolling anywhere else except for TikTok these days. Cause like, it's like curated for me to feel like cute babies doing cute things and people doing dances and people and like and then also I get bits of education of what's going on but in a way that is just so much easier for me to digest and I really appreciate that and the other day I was driving and I was listening to CBC and randomly it was on like a comedy special and I was in the car like laughing so hard and I was like thank God for comedians (laughs) like so I just feel you like I'm just so happy to to like be able to laugh during times that are so terrible. <laughs> well, we have to, you know, I mean, yeah. we don't have to, but it is the, yeah, no, I, I it's medicine. Yeah. It's total <laughs> medicine. Yeah. I can be really like overwhelmed and all of a sudden I'm laughing about something and then it's, it is, it's, it's actually like a release, you know, yeah. laughter is a real, like I can feel it. It just shifts the, Holy. 
it just shifts the mood. So yes, thank you to all the funny people out there who are creating yeah. funny content. It's definitely helps. And even, you know, to spin, I love when people can spin some of these more serious things and put a funny slant on it too. That's, that's a real, that's a real art because it helps to lighten the, you know, it really helps to lighten the load. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about your music before we run out of time here. Cause I yeah. Please tell us about you and your recording and bringing your plants to the studio. <laughs> yes. So I love my plants and I have, how many plants do I have in here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, eight living plants. The others are like dried. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I've been recording and I'm putting out, hopefully this album comes out in June. That's my my or it's an EP so it's a four song EP it's called meet you at the light and um yeah I'm just so excited about it it's really a project that I put a lot of my heart into and I put heart my heart into every other project too but this one feels special like as I've been speaking about I'm on this journey of coming home to myself I'm coming back to myself this to me this is reflected in this project like I'm coming down to like the roots and the groundedness of what I really want to be putting out in the world right now um so I'm really excited about it it's a very soothing album so it's going to be very much or an EP you can like put it on and like listen to the whole thing through and it doesn't really the energy just kind of like goes together so you can just listen through, through the whole thing um very soothing it's kind of the aim is to like calm the nervous system and just let you kind of like lay back and soak it up so yeah I brought my plants to the studio with me one day because the first day in the studio I was really struggling because creation is hard it's beautiful and for me writing songs like literally they just flow out of me um music flows out of me but then the, then the humanness and my, my programming comes in of like, you're not good enough. This is terrible. Everyone's going to hate it. And like, do it better, do it different. Like ask someone else because their opinion's better. And just like all the doubt came in. And so one of the days I was really having a hard time. My voice wasn't sounding the way I wanted it to. It like, it, it can be hard when you have a vision. Like often I'll have this big grand vision of what I want the project to be, but then I'm at the beginning. So it doesn't look like that yet. So then I, it's hard to like even trust that it's going to get where I want it to get. So the next day, I had like a little grounding moment and I was like, I need to bring my plants with me. So I show up and, and my friend Francis Revelo, who's like my collaborator, close friend, just like he's, he's co-producing this album with me. Um, he picked me up every morning to go to the studio and I was like, I'm bringing my plants today. And he's like, okay. <laughs> just like, no question. Just like put them in the car. And then, yeah, they just sat with me like next to me while I was singing. And it was really, really nice to have them. <laughs> really beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I saw that, that. Yeah. When you posted that, I was like, you're a legend. I was like, <laughs> you know, people bring their, all people do all kinds of things in the studio, but yeah, bringing your plants. But again, why not? You know, it is, yeah. they're, they're living, right? They're alive. Yeah. And they change the energy of a space. Like when I, when I have them out, they literally feel, it makes me feel different. And I, I think too, just having bits of in the studio, there's no sunlight, there's no windows. It's like, it's not the kind of place where I thrive. Like I don't thrive in a space without windows. So bringing bits of nature in that I can remember, I can feel their actual energy they're admitting, but also I can like just be remembered, remember like, okay, I'm close to nature. Just like tap back in this. You got this. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. And I love what you said. Um, and again, this sort of ties back to the self-healing piece too, about how it's calming for the nervous system. And mm -hmm. we didn't really talk about this, but this is also why self-healing is so important because so much trauma, as we know, is stored in the body. And then once the nervous system gets affected, you know, this is what like PTSD is, where then we are almost predicting and expecting terrible and traumatic things to happen when they may not be happening at all. But mm -hmm. our, our wiring has now shifted so that we perceive you know, things as a threat. We perceive, you know, trauma where trauma may not be there. So this is why self-healing is so important. And I can't wait to hear your music, especially if it's intentionally, you know, designed with that, because I think this is what people need. Now people's, you know, nervous systems especially are on edge a lot from what's been going on the past year combined with their own you know, personal stuff as well. So this is another um, piece about the importance of self-healing because if we don't heal the nervous system and start to try to calm it, then we will, we will perceive and then sometimes even begin to create more trauma, more fear, more of what we actually don't want. And it's very sad because yeah, people don't even, it, it's, it's, it's tough. I've had intense PTSD and it's, it's pretty wild. It's like your yeah. whole body is literally on edge and you're anticipating for something, to, you know, that's actually not there. It's not even happening, but your body yeah. is so in fight or flight. 
Yeah, 100%. And that like what I'm noticing in myself and moving through my own, my own like PTSD and my own stuff is like that it's le- it leads to health, like a lot of health problems. And so I, I'm listening to an audiobook right now called When the Body Says No by Dr. Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. And it talks a lot about this kind of stuff too. And it just makes me like, I just want to like cuddle everyone's nervous system. I want everyone's nervous system to be, I'm in this really fuzzy sweater that I like haven't taken off in so long. And like, I'm just like, I want everyone's nervous system to get a chance to just like you know, settle and just like have some sweet, warm honey poured on it. And like, you know, I just think that that's, that's going to be um, helpful for everyone. If we, if we take care of our nervous systems as much as we can. Oh, it is, it is, it is so important. And sometimes I feel like, um, and I think you've probably experienced this too. I think, you know, being as sensitive as we are and empathic as we are, like I literally need to do self-healing. I need to have periods where I lay down and put my hands mm-hmm. on certain energy centers and put on calming music and like kind of reset my myself. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm so soft or I'm so whatever. But I know that if I don't do that, then I will, I will like, I will eventually start progressing to a place where, you know, I'm totally spun out. I'm not grounded. I'm, you know, processing trauma. And then that's not helping anyone either, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you, I was talking to somebody about this. This is, um, when I first got on my healing path, like I kind of awakened to my spiritual journey when I was a teenager, but then when I was about 19, that's when I first started kind of studying like Reiki and body work and all that kind of stuff. And I remember distinctly, like that was what felt so calming for me was because we would practice on one another, you know, and we would lay on the massage table and there would be some really nice, like soothing healing music mm-hmm. coming on. And I remember like, that was the first time in my life that I ever felt that kind of just peace of just like peace and laying there and being in that energy of healing. And I was like, Oh, like I need this. And I feel like so many people have never experienced this and they don't mm-hmm. understand that this is actually what everybody needs. And it's yeah. actually, you know, yes, we need other people to help us on our journey at different points. And it's something that we can actually learn to cultivate for ourselves quite easily mm-hmm. just by the right environment, giving ourselves a little bit of space. Cause we all have, you know, I always teach this, like we all have healing energy in our hands. We're all connected to the divine. You know, we can yeah. all learn how to calm ourselves and our nervous system. So this is, I, love, I love that you have like intentionally created these songs with that. Cause I think that's yes. so powerful. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I, I feel you. And I, and I love that reminder too, that like it, we have it in our, in us ourselves, we can do this healing for ourselves. And if you're just starting out, sometimes it's helpful to like seek out, you know, assistance like you and with other, other healers and other people to kind of like help on the journey. But I love like someone I'm working with right now. She often says, she always talks about mentoring with the higher self and like you're mentoring with your own higher self. Sometimes, you know, you sometimes you mentor outward, but sometimes you just mentor with your own instincts and your own wisdom. And I, and I love bringing it back to that because it's, it's, it's just like that sovereignty, which is so important. Well, and healing comes in so many ways. Like I see you as a healer, like your music is healing and your, when you sing, I've told you this before, like when you sing, I'm like rainbows come out of your mouth and butterflies. And like, yeah. I'm talking psychically people, not like literally. Okay. Like just, just disclaimer, everybody. I'm talking like, you know, into it, like in the, you know, in the etherically, I see those things coming, but you know, I've seen you many times when you perform and when you tell your stories and when you sing, your voice is very healing and your voice is very connected to your heart too. When you sing. So, and the more self-healing that we do and the more aware that we can get to in ourselves, then it only impacts everything else that we do. So when you sing all of that, that healed energy then comes through you and then you can deliver that to others and maybe touch people in a way that, you know, they just thought they were coming to hear a music show and then they leave yeah. like having a little inkling like, hey, maybe I'm going to have a, you know, maybe that's the beginning of their spiritual awakening or maybe something that you say makes them think something. And like for me, I know the more self-healing that I do, the more that my, you know, when I work with other people, it only just impacts the work that I'm able to do with people in a positive way. And and part of that is the detriggering. I was just explaining that to somebody the other day, you know, like the detriggering is so important if you want to work with people in any capacity, because you have to know what is your own stuff and not get triggered when presented with, you know, a client or somebody, it doesn't even have to be a client, it could be even just a friend. And this is also where boundaries come in too, which is great because sometimes we have to recognize like, hey, I can't address this right now. Like this is not a topic or something that I'm able to, you know, and then we can just point them in a different direction. And it, that is actually a great act of love for both individuals for totally. yourself and for the other person, because you're able to recognize that like, actually I can't hold space for you on this particular mm-hmm. issue because it's triggering for me, but you know, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I love you in here. Let me, you know, let's find you somewhere else that you can go and process this. Right. 
Yeah, totally. And, and I love thinking about that because it makes me think too, like on the person I know when I, if I'm the person who someone says, I don't have the space for this right now, I might start internalizing it as like, it's because I'm so much and I'm too much for everyone. And, I'm, and so it's like beautiful to see like how, how sharing my boundaries gets more clear when I'm healing. And also, oh no, it's okay. Oops, <laughs> I disappeared there. And also, also receiving other people's boundaries becomes more, I can do it better when I've, when I've done my own healing because I don't take it personally. I take it as you said, a very loving act of like, wow, thank you for letting me know that you're not in this space. Now I know you, I'm not going to cross your boundaries and then you're going to resent me and I'm going to resent you. Like, cause I've seen that play out so much of like someone says they have space, then they don't, then there's resent on both ends. It's just like, no, I love the idea of like really clearly I don't, I'm practicing this with a couple people in my life right now. It's like, Hey, do you have space for this right now? And, and they're like, not right now, but tomorrow I would um, around this time, but this is what I have space for. Like, and I'm like, love it. Thank you. Like, this is so beautiful because now we're going to go into this respecting each other as much as possible. And yeah, love that so much. Uh, I, yeah, I love it too. And I, I wish that, yeah, I had an experience with somebody last week who was very clear in their boundaries around, I was sharing some stuff with them because I thought that they wanted to know. And then they were very clear that please don't send me this stuff because it's actually triggering to me. And I was like, cool. And I was like, thank you so much for having the clarity to tell me. And I was thinking maybe at another phase of my life, I might've gotten triggered or felt like, oh, they don't like me. And then it was, but it was like, I was like, wow, I'm so grateful that this individual has these strong boundaries that they can communicate to me. So I'm like, cool. Thank Uh you for telling me, you know, now I know this is, and what you're talking about is classic, again, empathic, (laughs) well-meaning, loving people where we're like, yeah, like I can hold space for everything. Like until, and I learned that about myself because I'm generally, you know, pretty easygoing and you know, the way I am, but I I have had a pattern of extremes, right? Like I'm really easygoing until I'm not. And then when I'm not, I blow up. But that part of that was my own lack of respecting my own boundaries and not having the awareness it's like letting things go on for too long that actually I am not thrilled about but I'm just like oh it's okay it's okay until it's not and I think that's very common with people like us and it's because we tend to be people pleasers and we want oh yeah happy and (laughs) I just want to share something when you you just said something about the too much thing because I know that that's a thing that like I've dealt with that like and people have literally told me my whole life you're too much you're too much too much and it's so funny I was doing some work with a healer a couple months ago and that came up in our session and I just like burst into tears and I'm like everybody tells me too much and she looks at me and she's like because you are too much she's like and I'm too much and she's like every single person on this earth who's here to do some like really potent stuff is too much much. you just go and be too much because that's you know you're you know what is it to be too much in a world that is you know not not again that praises what like being quiet that praises being like, we don't want to be these things. We're trying to, we're trying to break out of that. So I think it's good to be too much. (laughs) I love that reminder. Yeah. I'm too much, you know? Yes, I am. And that reminds me the other day of of, uh, like a little segue. I know we might have to wrap up here soon, but I, I was telling someone, I think it was during one of my times where I was sharing something on my story. And then I, I always get in really beautiful conversations again with like strangers, with people who I know well. And um, one of my friends said something about, we were talking about something. I was like, I know when I just have this thing of like, when I, when I, I just like, don't, um, what was it? I don't want to be weird or something. And she, or no, I, I was scared that they didn't think I was normal. And I, and I didn't even realize I said those words and she's like, you're not normal. <laughs> like, and she's like, we're not normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's great. Like, and it was just, a, it was, it reminds me of this. Like I am too much and I am not normal. And that is not, those are two bad things. No, that's just, well, it as it is. <laughs> my, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes, which I've been thinking about posting because I'm like, there's no better time for this quote is a Krishnamurti quote that it is, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's something to the effect of, it is no great measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we don't profoundly, <laughs> profoundly sick. Like we don't, we like, and again, this is a common theme for people like us, you know, us. And I think but again, I feel like this is our time. Like I felt this last year, like at, when 2020 hit, I was like, okay, people, I've been, I've been saying this for a while. I wrote a, a song about it. I said like, now is the time for the awakened to shine. Like mm. we have to step forward now. Now is our time to step forward. And we may have views that contrast with, you know, some of the, you know, public or I mean, some of the whatever popular view, but like, just because something's popular doesn't make it right. Just because everybody's doing something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Like hasn't history showed us this over and over? 
over again. Right. It's happened a lot. And isn't, aren't all of the great leaders, people who dare to step forward and, you know, speak out against things that at the time people thought they were crazy. And sometimes in their lifetimes, they didn't, you know, they died being, you know, being crazy and then lived, you know, uh, celebrated. So many great leaders are like this, you know? celebrated long after their death (laughs) to this day and people now look to them and study them and their life and their and their work of how they did what they did so yeah I think it's just like a theme like yes I'm too much (laughs) totally yes I love that and and And. okay (laughs) okay too much we should make sure it's the same too much oh my god that would be so cute right (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us have been told this. Again, a lot of us, you know, people, anyone with an opinion, anyone with a mind, anyone who's like, you know. Questioning things and who's like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> right? Oh, you're too yeah. much. Yeah. No, it's it's time for the too much. We need too much because otherwise yeah. we're asleep. Okay, yeah. my dear, tell people where can we find you? Where can people find you? And your wonderful music. By the way, we haven't talked enough about Desiree's music, but um, we're <laughs> going to play, actually, we're gonna, I'm going to play one of your songs at the end. Would you, Great. What song would you like uh, for me to play for everyone? I feel like maybe play To Be Me, just because it's my most recent song, and it's all about I don't need permission to be me. So it's kind of perfect. I don't need permission to be free. I don't need permission to be me. Um, and then I'm going to also ask that if you're listening to this, that you go listen to uh, my Wild Heart live, um, live from Blue Light Sessions album, especially the very first song, is, is kind of like the energy of what I'm going to be putting out in the next uh, project, which is that healing nervous system, soothing energy. Um, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, all your favorite streaming services. You can find me um, on Instagram at Desiree Dawson music. And also my website is Desiree Dawson music.com. And from there you can find all my other like Twitter, TikTok, um, Facebook, all that. Um, but yeah, Instagram, I'm most active and my, and my website. Yes, and uh, I know that we mostly, I'm sure that you've gotten a, a glimpse of what a beautiful soul Des is from just listening to her speak, but I cannot say enough about how beautiful your music is and your voice. It is really special and really healing, and um, it's just it's such a blessing to the world. So thank you for continuing to honor yourself and your heart and to continue creating, because I know that so many people, again, whether you know it or not, this has been a big theme. I keep reminding everybody of this. We may never hear from people how much our creations and what we do or say affects them. There's some people who will never tell us. So that's the trust piece too, is where we have to just keep going and keep creating from the heart, regardless of what the, what the outside world does. So thank you so much for honoring your heart and sharing your gifts and your, and giving us a little peek into RV life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I love you and appreciate you. And I'm just like this, this conversation has really um, lit my heart up and and it's, I'm inspired. So thank you. Thank you for all you do in general. (laughs) Oh, thank you, sweetie. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, many blessings, everyone. Peace. Oh, yeah, Desiree Dawson Music. uh, Instagram, Desiree Dawson. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Ciao. Time to grow up. That's what they told me. You can't waste your days. Living in the moment Time to grow up Time to get going Don't dance in the wind You don't know where it's blowing But that's not me I gotta do my own thing Just let me do my own thing And then you'll see That I can't breathe With all these walls
expectations they surround me I'm who I wanna be And I don't need permission to be free You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.